Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. The SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario, Pico Pizza, and Jim K. Ford. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Pico is trending big time. They're famous for their thin crust Neapolitan style pizza, and they're finally here in Ottawa. I love it. Pico is so delicious, so fast, made right in front of you. You can create your own Pico masterpiece or choose from one of their incredible chef-inspired pizza or salad variations. Pico, a totally fresh, delicious, healthy, innovative take on pizza. Order online or drop in at 236 Richmond Road or 170 Metcalf. Jim K is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years now, Jim K has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, Jim K has solutions. From small things like delivery vans right up to the F750. If you can't find what you're looking for, I'm betting the Jim K team will find it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hey everyone, welcome to the SWP. It's a podcast all about sports and whatever. Steve and Jimmy, two longtime TSN radio morning show partners, now double threats, baby, in the podcast universe. Jimmy, how are things? Stevie, things are fine. Things are fine, my friend. Excellent. Yep. No complaints today. Yeah, no, uh, what did my, what did a friend of mine used to say when he said, how's it going? And his answer always was, no new damage. No new damage today. <laughs> yeah, life does tend to take it out of you, does it not? No, no new damage, Stevie. Good. Today. Yeah. I, I, you know what you need? You need a puppy. I decided that today because I went and saw Josh and Jer Gerard, who run All Insurance Ontario, one of our great sponsors. And I went up to see them in Orleans today uh, to update some of the ads they have in the air. And right. Josh, his family has a new golden retriever puppy. So if you're feeling down at all, Jimmy. I highly recommend a golden retriever puppy because those things energize you. They entertain you. Like they're hilarious. Like everything they do, try to do, absolute entertainment. Right. I have some experience with golden retrievers. So I agree with all that. But then you got to get rid of them when they grow up. Why? You got to, you got to, because they're vicious. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, uh, um, so when I was, uh, at home married, uh, we had a dog, Zoe, uh, kind of a black lab thing, a uh, bit of a mix, but, but mostly black lab. And then, uh, my ex-wife got all twitchy at a party. This is what she used to do. She'd go to these parties and always come home with a pet. Like, like she could never say no. Right. And was, so we ended up with like, uh, several different types of dogs and cats. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. you know, I come home uh, from wherever I was, and I'm like, "What's what's with the beagle? 
<laughs> oh yeah yeah someone wanted to get rid of it at a cocktail party it was at last night so i picked it up today and I'm like, what? A beagle. okay no not a beagle sorry a basset hound oh okay all right a basset hound right the ones that you know they they ride low they're like a low rider steady they lie low they, they ride low and their paws stick out at 45 degrees their front paws they're like they, they're the most ill-adapted legs in the world to walk and they, they're slow and they called it Flash, which was a great name for this dog. Because it used to, it used to take off if you opened the door. But but it, like you could you could catch it in four strides. You know, it's like get back here, Flash. We're right. not going anywhere. Uh, anyway, so Flash came and went. Uh, a couple other pets, cats that we lost. They got eaten by coyotes, um, and then uh, we end up with this golden retriever. Okay, still with the black lab. So we got the two dogs and I'm lying on the couch, sort of slouched down on the couch and the golden retriever sort of comes up on my chest, you know, just exactly the stuff you're talking about, beautiful dog, you know, cuddling and all that stuff. And what age is this uh, dog at this stage? Pretty young, less than a year. So not, not, not full grown. And then Zoe walks in, okay, saddles in and tries to sort of, get in on the action you know just have some fun and and the dog the golden retriever goes cujo okay so both dogs steve are lying on my chest trying to rip each other's throats out <laughs> and I'm, un- I'm underneath this thing and it's like oh my god what the all right they're trying to kill each other and i'm 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 in the middle of this thing and and then i find out oh yeah these things are really protective these golden retrievers. Anyway, that was Lucy was the name of that dog. See ya. Yeah, got rid of Lucy like an hour later. Said, yeah, you know, the kids were young, you know. So well, it was another dog. It was not at least it wasn't attacking you per se. Well, they don't like other dogs and stuff like that. I'm just telling you. Right. Don't get all emotional, Steve, and get out there and buy a buy a golden retriever. Well, maybe I'll just buy one dog and I'll be fine then. I have a buddy, my buddy Rich, who's a big listener to the show. He's He's had golden retrievers two at a time, all the time. So maybe golden retrievers get along with other golden retrievers. Fine. Right. Maybe. All right. So let's launch in today. Talk a little bit about this boxing exhibition match that's coming up. Right. And it's going to be Floyd Mayweather taking on Logan Paul. And if the name Paul rings a bell, well, it's because his brother Jake Paul had a uh, an exhibition match as an undercard to the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight. So his brother Jake won that, knocked out Nate Robinson, a former NBA player. And uh, it looks like this is maybe going to be the new norm where boxing is going to be kind of bucked up, Jimmy, by the entry of celebrities. Here you have a very bulked up YouTube star in Logan Paul who's going to take on Floyd Mayweather, who's retired now and way smaller than Logan Paul by about 50, 60 pounds. Never lost a fight, though. And uh, as quick as they came when he was fighting. So what do you make of it all? It goes back to the days, Steve, of reality TV for me. Uh, and I, I think the, f- the first one, as far back as I can remember, when reality TV became hip was Survivor. Which, right. Do you remember it was the first one and people tuned into this thing and it was like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, okay. Fear Factor was, I think, a spinoff or same mm-hmm. idea. As, as Survivor, and it was pretty cool, right, where these cameras went inside, and, and it was real, 
uh, you know, the, at, at the time it was the, the winner got, eventually it went up to a million bucks, you know, if you survived these, I don't know, several days on an island or, or wherever <laughs> it was. Um, so then someone look, looked at all that, right, and said, this is a good idea. This is a good idea to get everyday people uh, doing something, right? And, then you, and, and now you've got a whack of them, okay? Uh, American Idol, okay? Britain's Got Talent. The, ma- the Voice, The mass Singer, the, all, these, all these reality shows uh, where you take, you know, very pedestrian people and, and, and put them in the spotlight to see what they can do, right? And I'm thinking this boxing thing's going to go that way. I was thinking about it this week, that it's going to become uh, amateur guy against pro or, or something like that. You know what I mean? That's, that's, well, that's so long what, as there's celebrities, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little twist, you know, like, like the other reality shows are just, there's, there's, the competition is you and me as rank amateurs against each other, you know, but, but I, that's how I see this thing going. That's how I see it going. Playoffs, big play down, you're going to fight him, he's fighting him. Uh, you know, the winners will eventually meet at the end of the season or something like that. Um, but that, that's my sense of this, what, what someone's on to something here. You know, uh, yep. like it or not, like it or not. But look what it created. For sure. Celebrities across the board, no matter what it is, celebrity can potentially dress it up for you. And boxing's in desperate need of being dressed up. Uh, whatever it is that gets eyeballs on boxing, I think they're going to embrace that. Because right now, MMA is destroying boxing, like destroying it. Right. But it, is, it sort of speaks to... Where the you know boxing is the state of it uh, that they have to resort to this, but we see it time and time again. Um, you know, in golf, we've got the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm out there watching Bill Murray and Ray Romano and guys like that tee it up. There's something fascinating about that, or even Wayne Gretzky. Right. Um, you know, even uh, actual TV shows always bring in a celebrity factor, a celebrity family feud, celebrity apprentice. Um, I think about Battle of the Blades, mm-hmm. Russ Cortnell. We're going to record a show with him uh, for the Suspendables here in a few minutes. Uh, he appeared on two editions of Battle of the Blades, and that was the whole gist of that. These aren't, you know, great figure skaters; they're NHL players. And uh, so, celebrity and 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 the biggest example of all is we're giving over power. You know, the most important powerful position on the planet they gave to a celebrity in Donald Trump over the last four years. Right. So that's, that's really what it's all about. And you can apply it to just about anything. Right. Well, you brought up apprentice and I was going to say that too, speaking of Donald Trump, right. When he started that show, it's just, you know, these were young people or, you know, some were young, some were older, some were celebs. Uh, I, I don't think I ever watched the complete episode, but I got the gist of it that, you're going you're gonna to try and convince Donald Trump that you're a, you're a smart business person or whatever. Bachelor, Bachelorette. Uh, what was the one where everyone's in the house with all the cameras? Whatever, the Big Brother? Or whatever, yeah. was it Big yeah. Brother or something like that? So these shows have been pouring it on, you know? So I see, I, I see that angle with this. I see that angle with this in sports. Would you pay for this? Um, it's going to cost. If you're among the first million, what they're doing is sort of an early bird thing. So they're going to stream it on pay-per-view. The first million people who buy in, it'll only cost you $24.99, but it will gradually get more and more expensive as the fight draws near. 
and tops out at $70. Yeah. No. No, I'm not paying for it. Just as I don't have to pay for all those programs we just mentioned. You know, I don't have to pay extra anyway for, right. for the talent shows, um, you know, for the whatever else is out there, you know, to watch Real Housewives, Steve, another one, right? And then, and then these ones where they followed, uh, which was a smash hit, where they followed families doing their everyday thing, you know, uh, um, the Kardashians, you know, mm-hmm. that, that thing when Bruce Jenner was Bruce, uh, it, you know, people, people soaked that crap up, you know? Um, so who was the, who was the other one? Um, the, the, the rock star, the heavy metal rock star. And he had his kids on and his wife, what's his wife? She ended up being a judge on one of the talent shows. Not sure. Yeah, you will. You will. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Oh, okay. Do you remember he had a show about his family? Yep, Follow- I do. Uh, I remember Hoke, oh, Hoke, Hoke, Hoke Jiskeko or Jose Canseco. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jose Jiskeko. <laughs> remember, remember Jose Jiskeko? <laughs> that was a weird one. Yeah. He, anyway, they had a reality show where these people all ended up staying at the same house to try and get along or whatever. Anyway, that's that's what I see happening with it. I, I wouldn't pay for it, uh, and and eventually I think some network will pick it up. The the idea of it. Right. Uh, you want to take on a pro? Okay. Let's let's do it. You know. It, it has some. I'm somewhat compelled because I almost want somebody to give boxing back its respect that we continue to watch these rank amateurs to go out there and I'm not going to pay for it one way or the other, but I think there's part of me that's somewhat compelled because Logan Paul is, he's a loudmouth on YouTube. He's done some really questionable things on YouTube for him to think that he can take on one of the greatest boxers of all time. It just, it's the audacity of it and, and that the world is, I don't know, interested in it. The whole thing just kind of makes my stomach turn on behalf of the sport of boxing, I almost want to see Mayweather, you know, just take him down. But end of the day, both of them are in it for just a payday. Right. Mayweather's not doing it because he's trying to stand up for boxing or anything else. He's, his nickname is Money. Floyd Money Mayweather. And that tells you everything you need to know. And a lot of people thought that in his 2017 bout with Conor McGregor, which was also a bit of a circus, um... A lot of people think, and I think he actually alluded to it in one of his interviews, that he was he could end the fight fast, but he wanted to give people a show, and he wanted to set it up for a possible rematch. So I think anybody who's expecting Mayweather to go in there and embarrass Logan Paul, I don't think he will because uh, that would put a stop to any possibility of a rematch and yet another paycheck for Floyd Mayweather. So but Logan Paul's after subscribers for his YouTube channel. Mayweather wants the cash. They all want cash. Right. And so I just... You know, I, there's a little bit of me that's kind of interested, but I'm not buying in. Yeah, everyone everyone wants to take on the pro, Stevie, right? Everyone everyone sits around the bar. The boys sit around going, I could fight that guy. You know, I could fight that guy. I, I, you know, I'd like to take him on, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I'm telling you what, I think I could, blah, 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 you know? Um, I, I agree with you. It's all about the cash for sure. Uh, at some point, if I'm Mayweather, okay, uh, I'm going, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. 
uh, put the cash aside, I guess, but um, it, it's kind of like you're kind of losing your dignity a little bit. You know, you had this illustrious career, fantastic, you know, one of the best boxers ever. Uh, so, so why are you doing it? You know, why are you doing it? And, and if he said to me, well, I want to show them that I'm going to beat the pulp out of this guy. I might go, okay, okay. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Some, you know, these, these, these pros to hear people coming at them saying, I think I could do that. And they've devoted their whole life to their craft. They must be going, you know, shut up, you know, shut up, get away from me. hundred percent. Yeah, no question about it. It'll be uh, so. It's happening on February twentieth, and uh, I just—it's kind of funny, uh, you know. Logan Paul, he lost in his—he's—he's he's a decent fighter for you know a fully rank amateur, totally crude skills, um, but he lost in a battle against KSI. He's a YouTuber from Britain, kind of a gamer YouTuber, and he lost to that guy. And so Logan Paul woke up sometime, and this was in November of last year, sometime between then and now, and said, yep, yep, I'm probably ready for Mayweather now. Right. Okay. Seems right. nonsensical to me. Um, okay, so uh, let's take a time out on the program. we got more to come after these words. Jim K. is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions, from small delivery vans right up to the F-750. If you can't find what you're looking for, I'm betting the Jim K. team will find it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. Pico is Ottawa's fresh, new, innovative take on pizza. Step up to the bar, order your pizza masterpiece, building from 56 fresh ingredients, then in classic Neapolitan style, they slide your custom thin crust beauty into a thousand degree oven for 90 seconds. Moments later, you're enjoying those rich, delicious Pico flavors. Unlimited toppings, $14. Pico, 170 Metcalf or 236 Richmond Road. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Glen Walton Real Estate Team would like to take a moment to wish you nothing but happiness and good health this holiday season, safely surrounded by family and friends. Glen thanks Ottawa for the support and partnership and looks forward to working with you in the years to come. Happy holidays from the Glen Walton Real Estate Team at glenwalton.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Okay, James, I know you are not a fan of second-guessing of coaching decisions, but you may even have to buy in to why the New York Jets fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams today. The Jets were just seconds away from their first win of the NFL season on Sunday, and they had a four-point lead. The Las Vegas Raiders have the ball at midfield, and with five seconds to go, Hail Mary time, 
the Raiders score for a touchdown and win the game. And oh, Greg no. Williams, <laughs> Greg Williams ends up getting fired for this because, well, he made a pretty boneheaded call. His game plan on defense for a Hail Mary situation was not to get all his defensive backs back there to knock the ball down. No, no. He sent more guys in a blitz situation than any coach ever has ever in that situation. He basically called a cover zero blitz. That meant no deep help from the safety. He sent eight rushers at quarterback Derek Carr and left only three defenders in man-to-man coverage. Totally unprecedented call in recent NFL history. Get this. This is according to ESPN. Out of the 252 pass plays attempted under similar circumstances over the last 15 years, the Jets on Sunday were the only defense to send more than six rushers. <laughs> Bye-bye, Greg. I mean, they're all going to get cleaned out because they're they're winless. Yeah. But the fact that Williams got turfed on, on Monday, uh, that's exactly why, by that one play. Well, they say it is the one play, Stevie. But the the, the team's owing a thousand, right? They're they're like you said. Why didn't they fire right? everybody? Well, I don't I, I don't know, but um, in in fairness to them, okay, you haven't won a football game this year. You have so we're trying everything, okay? We're trying everything. Um, I guess there you might be going. Well, uh, pro- probably shouldn't have done that. Apparently, according to the stats, you're the only guy who's ever done it in the history of football. Stupid move, but but they have they don't have a win, right? So, I I I, I almost understand it, you know, like whatever, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, they're 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 going to lose a bunch more games. Uh, what's the difference in 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 my mind? Um, you know, in a in a sort of deciding game of whether you're going to you know move into a playoff position or hold your position or something, if the dude does that. And you end up losing a very significant game. It's like, what, you know, why, why are you so dumb? You know? Um, well, if it was general incompetence, I think they keep the guy around. Because you want to strive for that zero. You want to run that table and go 0 for 16 because you're guaranteed then Trevor Lawrence, star quarterback out of Clemson. And that would make sense. This was just a, you know what? We're planning on finishing out the season in an incompetent manner but you're so uniquely stupid that we can't even we can't even look at you right now. So get out of here. That's that's right. sort of what that speaks to to me because everybody's going to get fired on that coaching staff at the end of the year. But this was so uniquely dumb. They just said, okay, yeah, we're not waiting for Black Monday. You're gone. Right. Right. Anyway, we'll move along. I want to talk about a couple of lighthearted things uh, to close out the show. Funny story about uh, this big snowstorm they had in Boston on the weekend. Snowing right. really hard. And so the local Boston TV station, you know, set their, uh, you know, them get a man on the street opinion of this crazy snowstorm in Boston. And uh, you, sir, you there over there. Can we get a couple of words from you? Guy says, sure. And uh, starts talking weather with the weather girl who's out there or whatever. Turns out it's Jerome Ginla, uh, <laughs> and Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, he earned $100 million in his NHL career. And oh, by the way, also played for the Boston Bruins. Right. That was kind of funny watching him go and knowing full well that, you know, and he, he just looked, he, he went along with it. He didn't say, you know, I'm Jerome McGinley or anything like that because 
Jerome McGinley does not seem to have an egotistical bone in his body. But it was just kind of funny that, you know, not only the reporter, but clearly the cameraman and everybody else who got a look at that uh, recording before it hit air at that Boston TV station. Nobody had any idea that that was a Ginla. Yeah, uh, I, I, I watched it, you know, and I, I, I kept anticipating uh, that at, at some point near the end of the interview that, that was ever asking him the questions, whoever the weather person is there talking about the snow is going to go, oh my God, it's Jerome McGinley. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I was waiting for the end of it, right? Where there's this embarrassing thing. <laughs> Jerome, no, none of that. Thank you very much for your comments, sir. Are you going to stay safe or whatever it was? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. But nobody, I mean, just that nobody along the, whether it's the video editor or the director or anybody along the way, nobody said, hey, you guys know that's Jerome Ginler, right? But I'll tell you, I've embarrassed myself like that, Stevie, probably more than once, probably more than once. Uh, but, but one of my most embarrassing was um, Glennie, Glenn Gretzky and I lived together uh, for a few years. He, he came out here as a young guy. He was, when he finished high school, he came out here to Edmonton and we ended up working together in the real estate game when we, um, like I say, we lived it. We were roommates, and the and the year Wayne got traded to L.A., they ended up playing Edmonton in the playoffs that year. And uh, typical Wayne, the, the, you know, we had no money right back then. We were <laughs> we were saving pennies to buy smokes, and uh, and and Wayne was in town during the during the playoffs. Uh, and then if they win the game, they're going to go down to L.A. I forget if it was a game seven or not, but you'd have to look that up. But um, he said, you guys are going to have to come, you know? And I was like, you know, I ducked my head. I got my hand, my face in my hands going, yeah, I just like, I can't quite afford to snap up a plane. I don't say anything, of course, but that's how cool Wayne was. The next morning, they win the game. Next morning, a courier shows up, two airline tickets. That was nice. before online stuff, you know, hotel, everything. And, and, and Glenn and I go down there, the, the, the Kings win the game. And we're, we go into the locker room. It was so crazy, so crazy that Wayne had to, I've told this before, but Wayne, Wayne had to stay in a separate room from the locker room itself. The, the media was, you know, huge, huge, you know. It was just jammed, jammed with people. And so for him to have a little bit of a quiet moment here before he had to go face the press, he's in his room. Anyway, Glennie and I get in the locker room, of course, and we sneak into this room and there's another guy there and... and uh, uh, Wayne says, uh, Jimmy, say, say hi, right? Do- doesn't give me the guy's name. He just says, says hi, and he sort of, sort of looks at me like, <laughs> look at this guy, right? And I'm going, hey, yeah, nice to meet you. Are you with the, with the Kings? Do you work in the office with the Kings? And Wayne, like, sort of, his head drops. He goes, no, no, it's Oral Hershiser. Who <laughs> 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 okay. had just won a World Series ring, probably. Uh, well, you know, one of the greatest pictures of all time. And, of course, me being a big bullshit, I'm like, I knew that. I'm just pulling your leg. Just pulling your leg. Of course it's Earl Hershiser. Yeah, no, so. that, that would have been 88, right? Uh, that would have been until this year, the Dodgers' last World Series win, and Earl Hershiser was right at the center of that whole thing. There you go. There you go. So it shows you how much I knew, Steve. And then, of course, that's how I whipped into sports radio, Steve, with the massive knowledge and expertise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly. And, and, and awareness, Stevie, 
of championships and and who are the best athletes. I feel like I, it's, if if an encyclopedia could talk, I you know it would be Jim Jerome. It would be like yeah. that's how I feel about it with the sports encyclopedia. Can you, can you imagine though? You know, hi, hi, are you are you with the are you with the Kings? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm with. I'm with the Dodgers, and I'm really good. Yeah. Well, if you're ever going to do it, to, if you're ever going to make that mistake with someone and still want to, you know, have them be nice to you, Oral Hershiser would be the guy because he was the most, uh, probably one of the most mild-mannered, nicest guys in sports history. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great, there's a great bit that they do uh, with Uber drivers now. It's funny. So they get, they get celebrities uh, sort of in disguise who are Uber drivers. And, uh, you know, pick up a passenger and, and, you know, go for a spin, right? Take them to wherever they want to go. And, and some figure out who it is and some don't. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's a good hmm. gig. It's a good little gag that they do. Cool. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some of those uh, players in disguise. I, I think it was uh, Greg Maddox, many times Cy Young winner, Hall of Famer. He's dressed up as like a ballpark janitor, you know, overweight and stuff. Right. And then uh, he's just, I think it was some college, the manager came over and said, oh, I bet this guy can strike you out kind of thing. And so it was very funny. This guy just comes out and starts mowing down these collegiate players. <laughs> this big fat guy who looks like he's about 70 years old. Uh, right. Yeah, there's, there's lots of neat stuff like that. So yeah, Peter, uh, Peter Forsberg did one with a, a beer league team over in Sweden that's on YouTube. Very funny because he just looks like a guy. He first of all looks like a bender out there. Just uh, making mistakes and uh, not really playing very well. And he's the new guy, right? And everybody's like, who's this guy? Who brought him out? And he's in disguise, of course. And then after a period of the guy saying, can we, can we play for the other side for a while? Then Peter Forsberg turns it on and becomes Peter Forsberg. And everybody's going, what the? Yeah. It's very yeah. funny. They do it with basketball a lot, street, with street basketball. Mm-hmm. Where they'll, they'll, and the, the effort they go to is six, seven hours to put a guy in, in disguise. Yeah. You know, for former NBA guy or active NBA guy, and he, you know, the 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 bit's old now, so I'm tired of it now because they've done a bunch of it. Uh, um, so anyway, the guy shows up and he's sort of flopping all over the place, and then pours it on, uh, eventually dunking at the end, but shows up like a 70 year old. You know, right? Boys, mind if I play? There's another one too. There, there's a big beach, there, it's where where everyone works out in in LA. It's either Venice Beach or Hermosa Beach around there where it's this this world-renowned workout beat where all the all the muscle heads hang out you know and then i saw one a week ago where a guy in disguise look super old is one of the strongest men in the world mm-hmm. right it starts to do you know say can i try that you know and and then you know eventually he's doing one arm pull-ups like chin-ups <laughs> steve you know anyway funny well shit. it's funny when the reveal is uh uh, you know, when, when the reveal happens and everybody's like, wow, it's you. Well, with Jerome Ginla, had he showed up in this snowstorm in disguise, he could take it all off and go, hi, it's me, Jerome Ginla. And the reporter would be like, who? What? Yeah, <laughs> right. You're, you're yeah. still man on the street to me. Uh, what do you think of the snowfall? Anyway. Yeah. All right. That's a cool spot to close it out for yet another podcast episode. Any final thoughts before we go today? Um. Get a puppy. I was just thinking about that. I said, is there something here? Is there an angle here on the golden retriever? Get, um, the all insurance guy's going to be upset now. He just yeah, he's all excited about his nice new puppy named Archie, by the way. Very cute. So cute. And uh, now you're making him think that uh, in a year from now, 
he'll have some man-eating animal in his living room. All right. Well, enjoy the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, it would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being and the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the kids. The second would be for the 30 million, the third would be for all the power, and the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. To be brought about slowly by Roseanne Arquette, that model, Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. Of course, my lovely wife can come too. And she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee you. Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got, you know? No, no, the kids. The kids singing would be great. That, that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. More trouble than it's worth. So we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No. We go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez. I forgot about revenge against my enemies. Okay. I need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. That would be the fourth wish. And, of course, my fifth wish would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. Thank you, everybody. And very